You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. (laughs) Are you ready to take the next step into the prosperous future that God has for you? If you listen to this podcast, you surely have heard them talk about Next Level Experience. This power-packed three-day program is designed to unveil your truest identity and empower you to unleash that in every area of your life. If you or someone you know is on the brink of that breakthrough, you'll want to get signed up today. The next experience is August 6th through the 8th in Dallas, Texas. No money up front. It doesn't cost you a thing. This is a pay it forward event. Get signed up. Go check it out right now at themichaelmcintyre.com today. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome everybody to the Who Do You Want to Be podcast and I'm excited today because I have my good friend Michael McIntyre from Dallas on board today and I am so looking forward to speaking to you Michael. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here Louise. I'm really honored. Thank you. It's going to be fun. We have a lot of fun. So Michael and I are friends. Um, Michael has done some coaching with me, which has been incredible. And I want to let you know a little bit about Michael and who he is, because Michael is a very interesting and fun person. He's got a huge amount of energy. He's a hugely successful entrepreneur. Uh, He built a $3 billion insurance company from zero Uh, He's had a radical encounter with Jesus. He's been married to his gorgeous wife, Stacey, for 20, 36 years. And he, uh, he, Michael coaches and consults uh, to charismatic churches, senior pastors, and brings that whole entrepreneurial uh, spirit into play. And uh, he's a world-class entrepreneur, uh, business coach, life coach. And now he's got a SEAL team on board for his next level experience, uh, which is which is his holistic coaching program. Wow, you've done a lot. And you also <laughs> have three beautiful young uh, adults, daughters, and a son in love. <laughs> yes. So, and I know that, that some of them are part of the business as well. So I'm like, I'm really looking forward to 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 asking you lots of questions and hearing more about your story because, you know, I think what I've observed about you, Michael, is that you have the ability to reach deep into someone's heart and meet them where they're at. And, you know, I think I've experienced like a lot of, probably a lot of women experiences the boys club thing, you know, in corporate and even in churches and, this is what I found was unique about you is that you had this ability to come to what the level that people are at and challenge them to rise up and reframe. And so you're all about mindset. You're all about business. You're all about Jesus. So I'm excited to hear your story. So I would love to know, can you just tell us like the highlights and the lowlights of your story? Like tell us how you ended up going from a young child 
and building such a successful business and then now where you're at now and what you're doing now, like share. I'd love to hear your story. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> kind introduction. And, you know, I'm so honored to be on here, Louise. And, and uh, you're, you're, you've got it going on, sister. You really do. And I love your entrepreneurial spirit and your prophetic and what you're doing out there in the kingdom is just amazing. And uh, so just, yeah, uh, back at you, sister. So my story, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, um, uh, during NLE, sometimes I share a little bit. I don't share the whole story, but I'll give you some uh, highlights and a few lowlights. But uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, Michigan and uh, was was went there. And uh, I, you know, my fam, my mother was married and divorced four times. Wow. Uh, my dad was, uh, you know, my parents were were good parents, but they were just confused. You know, they, it was the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know really what was going on. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a difficult time. And uh, so there was five of us in our family, five brothers, sisters. And uh, I knew that I needed to go to college. I felt I needed to go to college. And, you know, my parents never said, hey, we'll pay for your college. You know, it was never in the vocab. And, and honestly, they just didn't have the money to do that. So I looked around and uh, I joined the United States Air Force and I figured I could go in the Air Force and get a college education. And uh, I like the Air Force uh, basically because I like their uniforms. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, the girls like their uniforms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, uh, but I joined the Air Force and uh, I spent four years in the United States Air Force in Strategic Air Command. uh, And I went to college full time when I was there. And so, which the Air Force was really good for me because I had to grow up. Because I went in when I was 17. I graduated high school early, uh, 17, and uh, went in the Air Force. And and it really was it was some of it was really difficult, but it was a good difficult. And it was a, it was a way for me to grow up and become a young man. And I went to college, like I said, full time. I got my degree, got discharged from the Air Force honorably, and I moved to Dallas, Texas. And I moved to Dallas, and I I it was amazing because Dallas and Michigan were like two opposite ends of the spectrum because where I grew up at, you know, the factories were closing down. There was a big oil embargo at the time and people were leaving Michigan and, and the Rust Belt was kind of dying up there. And so uh, Dallas was like a, a, a glamour city. It was like active. Everybody was making money. Uh, you know, I discovered there's beautiful women in Dallas. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so it was like, this is awesome. So I came to Dallas and started working and I, I did some, uh, I did modeling for a while. I did modeling when I was in the air force too. I did TV commercials and okay. uh, just to make extra money and yeah. uh, which was kind of interesting. It was fun. And I got to Dallas and I did some more of that. Uh, but that wasn't where I really wanted to go, and, you know, but it was fun and it paid some bills. And so, um, so I was working at a men's clothing store, a high-end men's clothing store. And we sold really expensive suits, Brioni's and some other real Italian suits. And, and I was working for this Armenian Jewish guy, and uh, he was brutal. <laughs> I mean, he was brutal. But I learned a lot from this guy. And I was at, I was only there probably about six months. And these men would come in, and they weren't very old. They were probably in their mid-30s, and come in and spend, you know, $15,000, $20,000 in a drop on suits. You know, and this was back in 1982, okay? Wow. I mean, you know. That's some suit. Yeah, they would. <laughs> They would spend some money. And so eventually, pills. yes, I mean, gold lettering, I mean, it was really cool. And so they would say, hey, 
you know, McIntyre, you know, you, you seem like a decent young guy, you know, you got an education, you know, you're in the Air Force. Why don't you come with us and sell insurance? And I said, yeah, why not? And so, uh, cause I wanted to, you know, I wasn't making any money selling these clothes. So I, I joined these guys. They taught me the ropes. I got my insurance license and the first week in the insurance business, Louise, I made like $6,000. Okay. Wow, that's a lot back then. Hey, it was. And and what was funny is because I looked, I remember getting my first check and I looked at my last W 2 from the Air Force uh, for that whole year. And my last W 2 was $3,900 for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> so, Multiplication, man. Yeah. So, needless <laughs> to say, I was kind of hooked on that. And I was just, it was just, it, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was a natural fit for me to get into that business. And I did really well. Uh, I did very well. And then, you know, as, as in sales deals go, that one left. And then I got in, started my own agency and got in the agency business, married, uh, my, met my wife, married her and uh, started our own business. And, and it was kind of interesting because uh, it really taught me how to I, I learned how to recruit and train and motivate. And it was just, it, like I said, it wasn't easy, but it was a natural fit because we worked hard. And from there, for, and a lot of different things happened. Some companies went away, some companies, you know, prospered. Then eventually I had my own agency and that's when we really started doing well. And it, it was probably 1995, 94. My father-in-law had died suddenly, which was, he was my mentor and kind of uh, my coach, and uh, he taught me a great deal about the business. And it was an unexpected death. And it was really hard on our family. Stacy was grieving, I was grieving. And um, so we had to start from there. And uh, it was a difficult time. I was 31 years old. And uh, so from that, it was like 1992, when he died, from 1992 to 19 for 2000, we had amassed uh, probably about a billion dollar company. We started it with our American Express yeah. cards. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and, and we just, you know, we recruited, we worked hard and uh, Stacy was a great uh, help. And uh, with that, we just kept expanding and expanding. And eventually we had 40 offices around the United States and, and uh, did really well. All that time though, I wasn't following the Lord. I wasn't, I wasn't a believer. Um, in fact, I kind of didn't like the born again Christians, so to yeah. speak. I just <laughs> well, I, you would have met a lot of them in Jealous, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> Down the Bible it, was, <laughs> it was just that separation I felt, you know, and I just yeah. didn't, didn't resonate with me. So from that, uh, uh, later on, as and I'll skip forward, but uh, we had in 2007, I decided to sell my company and I had a radical experience with Jesus. I, I kind of joke a lot. And I said, look, I, I was like, uh, I had a, I, on the road to Damascus, I was knocked off my Bentley. right? <laughs> and, uh, so, and I did, and it was a radical experience. And uh, that was in 2007, uh, early 2008. And I gave my life to the Lord and changed everything. And so, yeah. And so we did that. And it was a difficult time after I sold the company because I was very active. We were very, you know, doing a lot. And then you go from that to not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And, but I was on board for Jesus, which was really cool. And, uh, had a good on-ramping system here in Dallas with one of the local churches called Watermark, which was a great Bible church. And Todd Wagner, who was a pastor was really great and bringing me in to that. He taught real well. And we were there for six years and I loved it. 
but Stacy wanted more. Stacy had always been a believer. And so mm-hmm. she wanted more. She wanted, she wanted more. So one of her friends says, Hey, why don't you come and check out this, this small church? It's called Upper Room and uh it's charismatic. And Stacy's like, Yeah, she's all <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I just thought maybe yeah. the pastor was really good looking, you know. He's he's got <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> so, so, I hear you, know. you Stacy. I hear you. <laughs> yes. So we went and it was just a small little church, had like 150 people. In fact, it was an it was above a veterinarian clinic you know and <laughs> and, and and ironically it was in a uh, gay section of dallas is uh it was crazy yeah. but but that's where the lord had it and uh so we got there and it was it was crazy and uh my daughters loved it uh i remember our 12 year old daughter the first time we went you know they had fire tunnels and they had people you know manifesting and it was <laughs> it was awesome and brecca my youngest daughter she was all in it for playing around and 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 there was some you know there was a lot of manifesting and so we got out in the car i thought man Nah, Brecca's not gonna do this. A little so bit said, too woo-woo. Yeah, a little bit, you know. And I, so I thought, Brecca, what did you think? She's twelve years old, right? And she looked at me and she said, "Daddy, I had an awakening." Wow. I said, "Okay." Wow. <laughs> and so a wise friend once told me, "He said if your kids like the church, you get to like it, right?" <laughs> yeah. So uh, we started going there, and then within a period of time, you know, uh, you know. God put me in the leadership there and started doing some work there and started doing some executive pastor work, which I didn't want to be called an executive pastor. So I told him, I said, look, here's what I'll do. I'll be the CEO of this thing. I've always been a CEO. And so yeah. They said, okay. And then, you know, we worked with them and uh, Michael Freeland Miller was great. And he taught me a lot and he really showed me how Jesus is heart. And the difference between that Bible church and upper room was the Bible church was all about the teaching and it was really good. It was good teaching, but the upper room, the charismatic world showed me that Jesus had a heart. Yeah. And mm. it was all about grace. And I really loved that. And it taught me a lot. And I needed the upbringing of the teaching of the Bible, the biblical thing that, you know, mm. I remember over at uh, Watermark, uh, we had, uh, and I was, you know, I was all in, except I, you know, because I'm a business guy, I remember thinking, okay, you know, my heart's all in, but I'm not 75%. How can all this be, you know? And then uh, uh, Stobel, I think his name Stobel, um, wrote the book, uh, A Case for Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, he came in and spoke and that did it for me. It brought me 100% in. So back at the charismatic world, I really learned Jesus's heart and I learned how to worship and how to praise him and glorify him. And we started doing some work with the, with the pastors. We worked with the worship team. Uh, we had a lot of fun and it was hard, but it was good. And so, yeah, we kind of worked in that and we next level experience kind of came from that as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, so we were there for eight years and then now we're over at storehouse, uh, with, uh, Tracy Eckert and it's awesome. We love it. Uh, about a 350, 400 person church right now and growing and, her heart's amazing. And so, yeah, we're having a good time hanging out with the, with the, the charismania world. <laughs> what a story. Uh, you know, I was just listening to Michael and how like your whole life story, the trajectory of your life evolved. And, you know, when you're talking about being in the air force and then the clothing store, because clearly you like clothes and uniforms. Uh, but then it's like he took you off this track, not off this track, but when you sold your business and you ended up in this, in the in the in the world of 
Christianity, I guess, or born again Christianity, that you went on another track and, and you found your flow in another track. And I, I just keep having this sense of, you know, you're talking about things being a natural fit. And I know that you talk about the plumb line and I know you, you share about this in your next level experience and in, in your coaching, but I love that idea of the plumb line. And when you were sharing about the natural fit, you know, I had a client the other day and she's like, hates a corporate job. She's not client, she's a new client, but she hates a corporate job. I met her like 10 years ago. She hated a corporate job back then and she's entrepreneurial. And, she, and you know, when you outgrow the environment and the box that you're in, you know it. And I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that, but you finding your flow, finding your river, finding your plumb line, finding your natural fit, that's what I'm hearing. And, and, you know, it's almost like he took you on another track, a parallel track. You'd done the whole CEO entrepreneurial thing. And then you went on this track um, with Jesus and, you know, he got your head with the word and then he got into <laughs> your heart with the grace right. and the love. Right. And, yeah. and, and so I'm seeing this convergence everywhere. And what I see in what you're saying is, you know, you've been out in marketplace, you've been out there, you've done that mountain. And, you know, I can relate to the marketplace mountain because I've been in that mountain, been in that mountain for a long time as well. And now, you know, you're in the, you're in the other mountain of, you know, what he's doing with the, with the, has dismantled the church. And there's a convergence here, this entrepreneurship with the commercial. And I just love that because there's so many people who are kingdom who need the commercial uh, understanding and wisdom to be set free financially and to be set free emotionally because there's a lot of broken people in the kingdom and they're out there trying to save the world. But actually, <laughs> uh, I think there's a whole new wave. And, and so I love what you're doing with the churches as well, helping them to to get known and to, to share their message. It's just amazing and exciting. And uh, so I've got a few questions for you. You ready? Absolutely. You ready, Freddie? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on go. Let's do it. So, so in your experience, so you've been in a very successful in business and we know that a lot of people are going into working for themselves out of corporate roles and or they may be CEOs and they need to get their tribes to have an entrepreneurial mindset, you know, which is not something you learn at school or in a job usually. Uh, you know, what, what would you say are the top, like the top three characteristics of someone who would be a successful kingdom entrepreneur? It's a great question. And I'm, I'm asked that a lot, you know, and what we look for is, first of all, you got to be coachable. You know, one of the things that, uh, in fact, I, I, I just, I'm coaching this uh, young man, I say young man, he's 36 years old. And, um, you know, uh, and he's in a bad place, you know, uh, his business is okay, but his heart's in a bad place. And so I sat down with him, I said, Look, if you really want this, okay, you're gonna have you're gonna have to be coachable in this because what what I do is I do I, I'm gonna coach you through the things that you don't want to hear, the things that you don't want to do. And I'm going to point out things that you don't want to see so you can become the men or God, you know, the women, the man or woman that God wants you to be. And so I think the very first thing, if you want to, if you want to go somewhere, like my father-in-law, he coached me, 
Okay. And it wasn't an easy coach. He wasn't mm -hmm. you know, because he loved me and I loved him. And it was a difficult time. But like when I coach somebody, you've got to be coachable. You've got to be able to take that. You know, you've got to take that advice or that coaching and implement it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, just because you have the money for to hire a coach doesn't mean it's going to work. You've got to be you got to humble yourself. So I think the first thing that and as an entrepreneur, you've got to be coachable because in, in, if you don't have the money to get a coach, you know, then, you know, your spouse should be there or get a mastermind group. But you need to have somebody that's been there before mm -hmm. and then listen to what they're saying. And even if you don't understand it or you don't agree with it, you must submit to the process because. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you know, and, and then that, that leads to the second thing, which is humility. You got to humble yourself. I, I like, you know, it's called dying to yourself, right? Nobody likes to die to themselves. No. I mean, it's yeah. painful. It sucks. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But, but that's <laughs> where you got to be. So you've got to be, you got to say, okay, coach, you know, and that's why I, I, I charge people a lot of money because um, you know, most people, most entrepreneurs, their money goes, their heart goes where the money is. So, mm. you know, like I, I tell my story about Sean Bowles, you know, he called me up, I don't know, four or five years ago and said, listen, Mike, I want you to coach a family friend. I said, okay. Uh, I said, why don't you coach him? He said, man, you can't coach your family. <laughs> I said, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> so can't true. do it. Yeah, you know? too close. I said, hey. I, I said, okay. I said, uh, you know, Stacey and I prayed about it and I went back to him. I said, all right, it's you, Sean, you're a friend. We love you. Uh, we'll do this pro bono. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. This guy's multimillionaire. He's got the money. In fact, I want you to charge him your rate and add 25% to it. <laughs> All right. And so but that's, that's, sure. that's yeah. And, and, yeah. and look, you know, and he paid it because he got in, he, he was on the calls. He was doing the assignments. He was in it and yeah. which was great. And, and I think that's real important. So you've got to be coachable, willing, willing to submit to the process. That's mm -hmm. number one. And in anything, as an entrepreneur, learn how to do things uh, and be flexible in that, right? So you got to be humble and you got to be flexible because you might come out and think, okay, I got this great idea. I'm going to make millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever it is. And as you start, it always looks good on paper. You know, Yeah. if, if, we, if we could just... If we could just take the whiteboard to the bank and get a loan on it, we'd all be billionaires. Right? <laughs> true, <laughs> but, true. But, but it, things change, and so yeah. the big word, you know, in twenty twenty is pivot. What? Yeah. I think I think it, what what you have to do is what what I when I have my people, I say you need to be a quick change artist. Yeah. Right? yeah. That means that that you might look at something okay here's your plan you got a 30 60 90 day plan and all of a sudden okay this isn't working okay and all of a sudden god can drop you and you know this drop drop an epiphany yeah. on you and think or you wake up and you had a dream or you get a blueprint download on you and think oh my gosh this is the deal and look we're going to change it now look if you've got a staff you've got a team they're going to get po'd at you all right yeah but they get to get over it get under it, get around it yeah, you know, that's good. Or they, that's can, good. or they can leave and get out of it. Okay. Yeah. But they, they've got to be able to be that way. And so, you know, you're coachable, you're humble, you're ready to make changes, and you don't fall in love with your idea. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so many entrepreneurs get this idea and and some feel that it's from God. You know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But you know, if 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 you go out there and you need to have somebody to tell you, look, you got spinach in your teeth, bro. Go brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If, if you don't have those people, you know, to tell you that, because you know, I'd rather have them blow holes in your 
business plan than have you know somebody blow holes in your checking account. So you you've got to have you got to be coachable, you got to be humble, and then the last thing you got to have is perseverance. Mm -hmm. Because so many times, you know, uh, in fact, I was talking to a, a client today that you know, it you know they're in a storm, right? And we've all been in storms, mm -hmm. and you know, and I, I call them a storm. And when you're in that storm, it looks like there's no way to get out of it, right? Yeah. Whether it's financial, relational, spiritual, whatever it is. Yeah. And so, but that storm, if you stay, if you stay obedient to him and you cry out to him and you stay on the course, okay, he'll get you out of that storm. Okay. And you'll get out. And then once you, and it might, storm might last three months, it might last three years, but once you're out of that storm, you're going to be better for going through that storm and you come out on the other side of it. So that perseverance is the key. And, and when you persevere and you stay faithful to him, doesn't mean you're not going to pivot, doesn't mean you're not going to change, doesn't mean you're going to do different things, but you persevere through that. And you know, look, if you fail at that one, that's okay. It's the next one. Okay. But the perseverance is really important. And a lot of times people say, well, I ran out of money, so I had to quit. Listen, money's not your problem. Okay. Money's a solution to your problem. And you can always find money somewhere, right? Mm. But you don't need a lot of money. In fact, I tell most entrepreneurs, the worst thing you can have is a lot of money, mm. you know, because yeah. what happens if you have a lot of money, you are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, wow. and, and, and you're not as creative as you can be. Right. Yep. And today yep. entrepreneurs, Louise are so blessed with all this. They've got oh zoom, they got, they got Google, they got Facebook, they got Instagram, they got all these tools, you know, for less than $5,000, you can be in business and scale that dog with the right property, with the right, coaching with the right uh, business plan, you can scale that thing to, you know, a million dollar business, you know? Absolutely. When I started my business, I didn't have internet. We didn't have any of that. You yeah. know what? I had direct mail campaigns. We spent $6 million a year on postage, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Back but, in the yeah. day, hey? And yeah. I, mean, I remember picking up the phone, like <laughs> the old phone with the, you know, that you would dial the, Rotary, the old, yes. how old yeah. I am, right? Will you have a party for me? Will you have a party? You know, and then, oh. and, but yeah, well, yep. a couple of things you said. I want to speak. I want to yeah. speak to that. Ask you about this. So you mentioned the word um, pivoting, and you know, I, I I joke that I feel like I've pivoted that much. I'm like a ballerina on steroids, right? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. the ability to pivot emotionally, the ability to pivot financially, is such a key because. This is this is what I see, and something else that you said about not falling in love with your idea. That is that's powerful because creative people who often are entrepreneurial, they have the ability to pivot quickly because they come up with a lot of ideas, but often they're not as commercial, or they're they're highly emotionally intelligent. They're pouring out to a lot of people, but then emotionally they're burned out, which I see a lot of CEOs and you know the 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 executives or, you know, high-performing entrepreneurs that are on this performance disorientation. But what you said about, about doing it and having the perseverance and being calm in the storm, you know, it makes me think of the racehorse running with grace, you know, rather than but still being able to pivot but having enough people around you. Because I know I agree with you what you said about the, that the investment of people investing, you know, when when – there seems to be a correlation with 
somebody who's at the early stages who it's like a massive big deal for them to invest a couple of thousand dollars and they're struggling. But then you have people, as you, as you move through the maturity of your levels in business, you start to recognise that what you sow in into good places, into a good coach, into good uh, groups, having the right people around you, right. multiplies. And I've experienced this many times. And for me, I had to, I had to go from that sort of fear of investing in anything because we had all these financial roller coasters to right. push myself through that, push myself through that all the time. And now I like get really excited the more I spend on a coach because uh, don't let anyone know that. But, you know, it's <laughs> it's kind of like this is going to multiply. So what I if you're with the right mentor, the right coach, like yeah. you said, who has gone ahead and, you know, I feel like that is such a key because there's a level of maturity that's required to be a successful entrepreneur or kingdom entrepreneur there's a level of maturity and I feel like a lot of us including myself you know there's areas in our life that I feel like we're still stuck at three the age of three in certain areas where we've got things holding us up because you talked about the heart and you talked about you know the heart wounds and like how big a how big a role do you think that the heart and the heart healing and the identity piece has in leading a successful, you know, big company or growing from six to seven or eight figures? How, yeah. how important is that? Like what, what's question. been your experience? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, even though I wasn't following Jesus and I, you know, I was still, I had it, I was still compassionate, right? Mm-hmm. I would still help out people. I'd still do things, you know, for people. Uh, but I was also a shrewd businessman, right? And I learned business and I learned, you know, as a lot of people do, you know, trial and error, you know, I always say I've got a $2 million law degree, right? And so, uh, and, but (laughs) it's, it's, the heart is real important. You know, there's two things in the world. I think if you break it down, you've got fear and love, right? Mm -hmm. And and fear is not from him. If, if, If you're in fear, you're worshiping the wrong God. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, and, and fear comes, you know, fear starts out and then anger persists. But love, when you come from love, uh, compassion, okay, and, and grace, okay, abide, uh, abounds. And when that happens, you're in, you're in the river. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get you to perfect your Aussie accent. Don't worry. You're getting there. You I'm sound like Tommy, actually, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is that plumb line that we discussed. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and like Tracy Eckert says, you know, is a slipstream into the river. And when you get into that river, it all starts happening because what, what it is, is because you're coming from love. You either, whatever conversation you're in, whatever business you're doing, whatever it is, if you come from love and love is abundant, okay, mm. fear is lack, right? And so, what uh, what I've learned to do is is just trust in Him, okay? Mm-hmm. Which you know, easier said than done, right? Yeah. Especially especially when you got to fork out, you know, you know, like on some of these things, you know, we spend forty, fifty thousand dollars, you know, on, on and at the setup, you know, we don't charge anybody to come in, right? Mm-hmm. So we're saying, okay, God, you know, because Stacy came up with this idea about a year and a half ago and said, don't charge anybody. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because the Holy Spirit told me, I said, all right, we're wow. in. 
And so, uh, which we did. And so, uh, but when, but a lot of people, what happens is they run this tape, right? They run this tape. If they spend 5,000 or 50,000 or a hundred thousand or 20,000, whatever it is that they fear, okay, I'm losing that. And instead, instead, what, like you said, you're planting that into fertile ground, right? And if you do it right and you find the right people and you look for the fruit, because look, the, the best fruit is at the end of that branch. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you've got to climb out there to get it. Is yeah. it risky? Yes. Okay, but that's how we spell what faith. F a you know right r i s k. Yeah. So and and what what a lot of people don't realize is that the enemy, what he does is set up these faux walls of fear, and what happens is your biggest and greatest breakthrough are on the other side of that fear. Yeah, that's it. And the biggest, and the bigger the breakthrough, the bigger the wall that he puts up. And he 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 does this generational thing and pulls on it. So what we do is we kind of we kind of go to the root on that stuff, and we we pull that root out and get rid of that fear. And I want people to say, hey, you know what? You know, I I met I often talk about this: measure twice, cut once, right? And what do I mean by that? Seek wisdom, okay? Run run it up the flagpole, get some wisdom, and then make your decision. And don't look back. Yeah. There's not there's nothing worse than double-mindedness. Ambiguity is not of him. And so if you get into that fear, you're pushing out love. But if you come from love, okay, even if you make a mistake, he'll repair it come if on. you're obedient to him. That's yeah. Good. That's so good. Put your heart out there first. I, you know, listen, I listen, God's blessed us with intelligence, and so many people are so smart. But the mm-hmm. smarter, more intelligent people, I've got to coach even more because what happens is they get in their head. Yep, yep, yep. And they, start, they start running every angle known yeah. to man, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I can't like, relate you, to that at all. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's like, it's like, you know, what if, you know, and so we yeah. run the tape, you know, and but we've got to get out of that because you know, there's what you don't want to be is, you know, 78 years old thinking, I wish I would have started that company. I wish I would have invested in myself. I wanted to be able to create wealth to pay for my grandchildren's college. Well, regrets is straight from the pit of hell. So I would rather go out there and do a full face plant than have regrets. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you do it right, you find, you found Surround yourself with eagles. You'll go through that, and you have people that walk you through it. That's why community is so important. Look, Jesus picked twelve guys to hang out with, right? Yeah. He could have easily just picked one, right? Yeah. And, you know, and let's say he just chose Peter. Peter was great. You know, Peter was kind of a BA, right? He liked to take people's ears off. He, <laughs> he, he was a scrapper. He, you know, but yeah. he also he also denied Jesus three times. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but but look what happened. He had 12 people with him. And how many were called to the trans, transfiguration? Three. Mm. Many are chosen. Few are, you know, many are called, few are chosen. And so, you know, you know, it's real important to be able to step out of the boat. Peter stepped out of the boat. Yeah. Right? He stepped out of the boat. I think he was probably in a little fear, but he stepped out of the boat. When he looked at Jesus, though, he started walking on water. As soon as his eyes came off that, we all know what happened. So go with love because Jesus is love. Jesus is all about love, right? The enemy is all about fear and anger and, and lack. Jesus is all about love and abundant. John 10, 10, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life abundant. That's it. That's it, man. Preach it, brother. I love it. I love it. <laughs> And, and, and like that ability to come into alignment with your your thinking and your mindset is such a key, isn't it? Because when you talk about stepping into and stepping out of the boat 
and face planning or whatever that is and not looking back, it's like, you know, our our businesses are a reflection of, of our, they're a mirror of our heart and our mind. Totally. And, and I, I feel like that conditioning, which kind of makes me think of your Air Force uh, experience, but the ability to condition and renew your mind con- consistently daily is so important too, isn't it? Because where your attention is, uh, you know, your heart will follow and, right. you, you know, you, you, you create what you focus on and our minds are designed to, to be able to grow and achieve. We have this innate desire for freedom that he put within us. We have the desires in our heart. So coming into the slipstream, it, you know, it's so much about the alignment of your mind and your heart with the word. It's one thing to believe the word, but it's another thing to come into alignment with it and, and fully really believe it emotionally as well, isn't it? And so I love what you're saying. I like I'm totally with you. And it's 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 awesome, you know, that the the eagles around you, like I know that, you know, we we started to do some work this year together and just when people get you and they they pull you up that and they get you and they understand you and they have the ability to challenge you and still um, pour into your heart that that's like a winning formula isn't it and I love yeah. that you do that and I love that you and Stacey do that together because I know that it's really key that unity and that that uh you know that the partnership that you have in your marriage but also how you sow into people because it's very relational as well isn't it it's not just about the individual it's about everything in their life and so yeah. Uh, tell us about the next level experience like how often do you run it Uh, and I know you've got some coaches on board uh, which is exciting so who who would be somebody that would come to a next level experience what kind explain to me the, the person who gets the most out of it yeah, it's a good question. I'll tell you who doesn't come to next level. <laughs> okay. And we 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 really don't want any snowflakes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're gonna get offended easy, because I promise you, I will offend you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and not on purpose, but just because. Listen, it's a radical shift in in next level experience. You mm-hmm. know, basically what we do is is the glasses that you're wearing. Okay, maybe for the last 20 years, 30 years, 60 years, 40 years, 35 years, we're going to take those off and we're going to put you on a pair of glasses made by Jesus. Yeah, so good. you're going to be able to look uh, in in this three day process of maybe for the first time, see how Jesus really looks at the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so who's our ideal person to come there? Somebody whose life is basically working. You know, Mm -hmm. we're we're not a hospital. We're not there to. We're not there to fix anybody. Uh, if, if you're an alcoholic, God bless you. Go, you know, twelve step, get delivered. If you're a drug addict, God bless you. Go get help. You know, go into NA. Whatever you got to do. But this is not for you. This mm-hmm. is for people whose lives are working. Now that doesn't mean maybe you're in between jobs. You know, you're looking for a new career. You want to start a business, whatever. Uh, or you're in a regular job, but you want to get promoted. Uh, or maybe you just feel stuck. You know, you want to, you know, that God's got something more for you, mm. but you know, the, 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 the turkeys that you're flocking with are not eagles. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's it. That's it. That's and it. so, you know, you need to find a new, maybe a new tribe or a new, you know, eagle's nest. And so, um, 
So, you know, it's for people like that. We have people everywhere from 18 to this last time we had uh, a gentleman that was 74 years old and, yeah. and all, you know, all points in between. And so we have entrepreneurs, we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have housewives, we have house husbands, we have uh, school teachers, uh, we have, you know, entrepreneurs and, uh, and we have professors, we have a lot of pastors, we have, it's just, it's just a, it's wow. a great diversity. Melting pot. Yeah, awesome. and we have people from all of the states, and we had, you know, uh, we have people come in from Mexico, from Colombia, uh, from Canada, uh, Australia. We had a fellow in there from Australia. Uh, we had two people from Australia this last time. So, uh -huh. uh, and they got stuck here during COVID. So, if they ever let us out of here, <laughs> they couldn't go back. And so, it was really good. So, with that though, you know, what we tell people: look, it's hard. It's Holy Spirit. It's fun. It's, mm. it's an experience. Uh, and we, you know, Stacy and I've been doing, we've been actually doing programs like this for 25 years, but we brought, when I came to Jesus, we brought the Holy spirit in this program. Cause this yeah. is the way we, tra we trained a lot of our sales reps. We had over 20,000 sales reps and, and uh, around the country. And so we put them through those tra trainings, but I wasn't following Jesus at the time. They were effective trainings. They were good stuff that we've picked up from different places and different things that we've read. And, and then our own personal experience uh, during the YPO, we learned a lot, the young president's organization that we were with. But mm. then when we came to Jesus and I, I came to Jesus, everybody got hot for Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then, so at Upper Room, uh, like six years ago, we, we took him on a retreat and we put him to an NLE. And Stacy mm. was really nervous about it. She really no, was. she? Why? Yeah, because we really come at you, okay? I yeah, always tell yeah. people, I yeah. say, start leaning in because the wind's going to be blowing back. <laughs> I but, can relate to that. <laughs> but that's how you get where you're at. That's it. What's yeah. cool about that is, is um, afterwards, the pastor Freeland came up to me and said, man, this is revolutionary. And we need this in the church. We need yeah. this. We need this in the Christian community. So we 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 really want Christians to come in. Every now and then we'll have somebody that's of Jewish faith or somebody that might not not they, they they've been introduced to Jesus. They're not opposed to Jesus. They just don't know Jesus. Yeah. And that's fine. And yeah. as long as they know that we're gonna talk about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We're gonna we're going to bring the Holy spirit into this and we're going to bring uh -huh. Jesus into this. And Hey, we've even had uh, people give their life to Jesus during NLA. We baptized them in my pool so one time. Good. So yeah, good. it was really so cool. Good. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, it's for people's lives who are working, but want to take it out further. We've had people come out of here and write amazing books. We've had people start brand new ministries and build mega churches. Uh, we've had people make movies. We've had people start their own businesses and become millionaires. So it's really it's really kind of fun. Uh, it's three days. It's intensive. Uh, and we don't charge any money up front for this. And so at the end of the three days, if you said, Aunt McIntyre, that, that was a big waste of time. All right. Part friends, you know, but if somebody loves it, I mean, we've had people say, man, this is the best thing I've ever done. I love this. It's changed my life. You know, they'll bless us with a lot because it's not that we want the money. We want to pay it forward. Yeah. And so everybody from the previous class gets to pay it forward and the next class gets to stand on those so shoulders. Good. So yeah. good. I love that. I love that. It sounds like it's the thing that's jumping out of me is the word experience. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, what is we, it's called experiential learning. And what that means, yeah. it's kind of like learning how to drive a car, right? Let's say if you grew up in, you know, Sydney and you never had a drive or in Manhattan, New York, and, and all of a sudden you say, Hey, I'm moving to Texas and you know, we need, got a lot of roads. I need to learn how to drive. You can go to YouTube and look at how to drive, right? Yep. But you're not going to learn that way until you get behind the car and experience it. That's so it. We, 
we have yeah. a lot of exercises to where you experience this thing. And the, and and the nice thing is, is once you learn how to drive a car or a bicycle, you learn that experiential too. Is you never forget, right? That's it. And yeah, you can drive the car, yeah. put the pacifier in the baby's mouth, <laughs> do right. stick, answer That's a right. phone call, yeah, and, text. And forget <laughs> you got there, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that's why we we you know connect so much. It's just that understanding of the level of hunger of people because when people are super hungry like you know it's not for the faint-hearted is what I say you know for my clients and I know when you said that to me I'm like bring it on you know <laughs> it's like I can't get enough you know I can't get enough uh, and uh, so it's it's wonderful what you're doing and I feel like it, the high performance you know the people are pouring out the people who've got to want to make a big impact the people that have got are leading huge organizations or are running a business, they're often the ones who actually need to come into a place. And yeah. this is my experience with clients, but also with myself, it's like coming to a place of rest, coming to a place where they're not the one just giving out, pouring That's out. Right. And, and I feel like in this yeah. season, you know, it's those eagles that need pouring into. Come and that's her. what I'm like excited about is pouring into eagles and seeing yeah. what you're doing with pouring into eagles because, you know, eagles attract eagles, right? And when yep. you're an eagle, you're flying higher than most of the people around you. So it can be very lonely. <laughs> and I remember you Amen. said something funny to me. You said, what it was that you said? It's lonely at the top. Yeah, but the view the view's better, <laughs> and you got more room. Yeah, that's it. I love it. So good, so good. Um, well, your tweets are better. Yeah, <laughs> let's land this eagle plane. Uh, so, where can people find you, Michael? Oh wow, uh, they can go to our website, which is uh, www.themichaelmcintyre.com. <laughs> I love the whale. I love the slipping <laughs> one, man. Yes. And they all can. They also can check me out on uh, Instagram at at the Michael McIntyre, and on Facebook and the Michael McIntyre. Uh, but uh, themichaelmcintyre.com, you can check it and see when our next NLE is. I think it's August sixth, seventh, and eighth, and and then you know. The, the, you know, the, the main thing is that uh, it, people get to get transformed sometimes. And what are you what you said too is really important. We create a safe place for people. Yeah. You know? And it's a real safe place. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's and it might, you know, Stacy, Stacy is there with me and she's really the genius behind it. She comes up with all the good stuff and I just come out there and I, I, I do my thing and I'm kind of the face out there. And then it, it, Brianna, the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brianna is the uh, our chief operating officer. She's our, our middle daughter, and she keeps all the plates spinning like a Fantastic. miraculous thing that she does. And and our, our family meetings. I, I keep telling Stacy. I said, you know, we should make a reality TV show about you know, <laughs> about our family meetings because oh my gosh, are they they are intense, man. I mean, you know, we, I love I love it, but man, we get in there and it's like oh man, it's like an hour. It's like it, it's 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 a battle zone. <laughs> wow! Uh, look, I feel, I feel like it's hard to work with family unless you know it's a, it's the natural fit, right? And because yeah. there's so many dynamics in relationship, I've experienced that as well. And um, but you know, if you can make that work, and I love that it's your family because this is a season I believe that you know the mothers and the fathers in the kingdom are what 
the world needs now. It's love we love. And Amen to that. It's, not, it's not just mothering and fathering. You know, it is pastoring and, and discipling, but it's also from the business perspective. It's, it's, it's being able to see into them, speak into them. And this is, this is what I've noticed and what I love about the way that you um, coach and lead and the way that Stacey does as well is that you, you see and believe into people's futures. You see and believe in, yeah. and you see what's in them. You know what's in them and that ability to dive deep and quickly into what is within someone because high performers also, they don't like to wait. They like to run. That's right. They're impatient. And so that's I'm right. like, don't give me another coach that just takes four hours to get to them. <laughs> and that's, right. you know, there's a, there's a holy frustration <laughs> to get yes get to the you know to make the impact to and so I love that there's like this this ability to like mother and father and come in with this gentle and safe space to pour into people I just love that I think there's such a need for it in in on the earth and I don't think there's so many places that that are able to have the capacity you know that sometimes it'll be angled on one area you know it might be like Christianity or, or pastoring, but then the other part of their life isn't working. They're not making any money. They're, they're broke or they right. hate their job and so all the relationships. So it brings it all together when you're holistic. And I believe fully in that because I can't see how people can actually achieve their life goals and be who they're meant to be on this earth and connect with Jesus more without it being there's blind spots, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. I love that. So well- <laughs> uh, let me say, I want to say something about that because what you said is really good. And, and because what, you know, you're a high achiever and, you know, I'm a higher high achiever. And so we want to move the needle, right? And what I love about you on here, Louise, is you, you, for your people, you want to move their, that needle too, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, and you do it so well with not only your experience in the corporate world and as an entrepreneur, but your prophetic is what puts fire on your stuff. And that, that's, that, <laughs> that is unique the way you do and you operate in that, that place. And, and you get the, you get your people and you coach them into that place because it is holistic and but you've got this prophetic gift that's amazing and i've seen you operate I, I i got to see some of your people and how you do your thing and is i'm in awe of how you show up in that and how you love people into that place and because you like as because i think you coach the way you want to be coached because you like to move the needle now right yeah. Yeah. the delayed gratification you know man that's sometimes hard you know and that's so it. and and look, you know, what you're saying that, you know, a lot of people might be in a season that are financially difficult, but in, in, I believe like you believe Christians should be the wealthiest people walking the That's earth. That's it. That's it. And, and, you know, the good Samaritan people say, well, you know, is that biblical? Well, look, the good Samaritan, okay. Wouldn't be famous if he didn't have any money. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Come on. <laughs> and it's renewing of the mind because people believe right. so many lies about money they have not had the toolbox to shift their thinking around money because they might believe you have the power, they might hear you have the power to get wealth, but then they're over here in fear about how they're going to pay their bills. And that is just a mindset and a and a, and a habit of thinking, yep. but no That's one's right. ever shown them how to shift it. And I feel like, you know, when you've gone through all those seasons as you have, as I have, of being in the valley, man, like I've been on my face you know, trying to hang on to a house. I know you've been through some valley seasons 
Absolutely. Those seasons, like you said, in the storm, a preparation. And if you can have peace and learn to have peace in the whole process, especially when you're a high achiever and you get frustrated, yeah. that is such a key. And that's that's a toolbox because it's it is. not something it, that people get taught how to do or how to practice. That's right. You've got to you've got to endure through that. And that adversity brings character, right? Yeah. And, and that adversity that God puts you through, you know, it, it, it's a character builder. And, oh, and you know, because you know, and you know, Stacy, Stacy, and I have been broke twice, right? I mean, broke, broke, like broke, didn't, couldn't afford the cheese and the big whopper. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King broke, all right. And, and she was like, she was like seven months pregnant. Macaroni cheese broke. Yeah, with, with peanut her butter on toast. Vegemite <laughs> on toast broke. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now I've got it. Now I'm going there, and that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. But I, yeah. I, but I, I, I want to let you in on a secret. We didn't like it either time. <laughs> oh, amen to that. Amen to that. It yes. sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it does. And and that's not. And and listen, I I get people. I you know, I get some businesses that. You know, they have, you know, a million dollars worth of revenue or two million dollars of revenue, but they've got, you know, a million dollars worth of debt and they're just barely making payroll. There's a problem there. Okay. And yeah. the in the problem, it, it could be it could be relational, you know, mm. with the spouse, right? It yeah. could be physical, it, you know, not getting enough sleep. It could be spiritual. You don't have this connection with the Lord. And mm. it could also be a financial, but maybe you're spending way too much somewhere else. And that's what like you do. You yeah. you, you come to that route and I and we come in there and we say, okay. Let's take a real look at this. And that's where you've really got to be coachable. And that's where you've really got to say, okay, because look, I promise you this, uh, you know, you are the villain in every story of your life. Yeah. 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 Right? When there's <laughs> a repetitive problem. Yes. Yeah. There's one common denominator in all your junk and it's you. Okay. And, but, also, <laughs> but also you can be the hero yeah. of your story. It's good. Right. Good. And so, what you know, we want to get rid of the villain and stop having the blame game and being a yeah, victim. And yeah. Get out of that. Be the hero and be victorious. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's so good. I love it. I love it all. Like we, you know, this conversation needs to be had. Hey, yeah, come on. And uh, it needs to be had. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna wind up, but I I love have loved having you on here. I love how the conversations we have about about what's happening and I think this is the frequency of heaven now this Come ability on. to tap into this the Holy Spirit at every level prophetically for business it cuts through the ground breaks yeah. the soil breaks the chains and then the love and the grace and then the commercial acumen all of it together it's just like this is a slipstream baby this is where people catch those whales and the eagles can fly and the horses can run with grace and and you 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 know exemplify the, those things and i'm just i honor you for, for being a father in the kingdom because even those people who are you know multimillionaires can be broken at heart and um okay. so we That's are right. putting balm on the heart and it's like he's like a master surgeon hey cutting through all the things getting rid of and it can be painful but there's a balm as well and I love that about what you guys do and what you do Michael so thank you I am so excited um we're going to do some more stuff together thank you guys yes. for all listening I know yes. you're going to love this uh conversation hearing Michael's wisdom from all his years and uh I am looking forward to uh doing more 
getting over that plane and getting over to Dallas. That's where yes. all the action is, man. And uh, get my cowboy hat on, get ready. <laughs> yes. I've only been there once, actually. And I uh, can't wait to come over there and uh, hang out over there and experience all of this and do some stuff together. So thank you so much for coming thank on you, today. Lily. And thank uh, you. we will uh, say yes. any thank last you. words. Yes, just uh, look, uh, keep your blinders on. Keep, yeah. for, keep, keep facing forward. Don't look left, don't look right. Stay in the yeah. river. <laughs> you had to say that. You love saying that, don't you? I love saying that. Get in the slipstream of the mama and the papa whales, baby. And uh, stay in the pod, yeah? yeah. <laughs> we yeah. speak the same language. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Louise. Thank You're amazing. Thank you. You're so amazing. I bless you, and I, I'm so glad that we're friends. Thank you. Thank you. I respect that. <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> Ditto, baby. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.